What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb bone for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Oh, hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rab Florence. Uh, and I'm joined, of course, by the the wonderful shaven headed. You can't, if you're listening to this, you can't see this, but he shaved his head. It's grey, though. How you doing, mate? How you doing, man? How is lockdown treating you? You look like you're in a film called Lockdown about right. a jail, about a riot in a jail. Well, you're a guy that's in there. You're probably like, know the main goodie, but you're probably like the goodies pal who gets shoved in there, get done in the toilet 20 minutes in. Well. First of all, as I lean into this microphone, which I got inspired to buy because you had it last week and I can't see shit you buy me, I'm just noticing and I've remembered I've no watch today and I'm stinking. So I'm stinking, so I probably smell like, I'm, like I've been in the jail. And I, I got my head shaved on Sunday, which. To, sorry, I didn't, can I, wait a minute, so I'm sorry, can I stop you there? Where you go, mate? Do you know get made to kind of wash on the regular in jail? I don't think I think you'd be less stinking in the jail. Ah, you're right. You're made to go for a shower, aren't you? You're made to uh, go to the shower, mate. Nobody so, makes you go for a shower in the real world, mate. So, in actual fact, the safest place in the world right now for coronavirus is in a jail. Unless you're in the jail with Harvey Weinstein, mate, because he's got it, isn't he? Oh, he's got it. And mate, and mate. You would be in the jail with Harvey Weinstein. So you'd be in the same fucking wing. <laughs> you'd be in the same wing as that. Yeah, cheeky bastard. Yeah, hey, hey. Oh, listen, I shite you. But do you know what? I got my head shaved, and then the day I had to self-tape for a, an audition for a hang for CBBS as a magician. Now, with all these scars in my head, Mate, I'm no CBB material, but I see last mate. I look like King Pong, Kong Bundy. That's what some kind of call me on Twitter. King, King Kong Pong Bundy. Bundy. King Pong Bundy says, "Right, I hope you don't only fucking fluffing your lines like that in your self tape, mate. Let me tell you that." Oh mate, you're on the wine. I'm on the fucking black cunt fan of zero. I'm on the wine, mate. I'm on I'm the fan. Lockdown, right? See if I end up getting this coronavirus and getting taken in. I want the news to be breaking and I die. And people go, did he have any underlying conditions? And the doctor's like, aye, he did have an underlying condition. He was fucking steaming. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? There's these people that are getting that that that, that, have, that have been confirmed dead. 
from coronavirus and they say there's no underlying issues but surely it takes a hell of a long time to figure out after this, this guy has got underlying medical conditions you know what I mean it's hard to know isn't it it's hard to know it's a horrible thing it is a horrible thing mate and just think we were all taking the piss out a couple of weeks ago saying it wasn't going to affect nothing it's affected everything mate look at me man I'm, I've got I've got no hair I smell like shit um well, look what it's done to his mate and, 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 and guess what's still happening wrestling why don't they just stop wrestling then come on mate wrestlers want to wrestle wrestlers <laughs> want to wrestle Wrestlemania is in the can I know the results I know the results too because obviously I've got a lot of pals that are involved yeah. on, on that side of the curtain I tell you something that you didn't know and by the way when it happens you're going to go Gredo you're right you told me that last week Fucking no way Big Show's winning the world title with this. <laughs> I don't know who told you Big Show's winning the Universal title at, the, at the WrestleMania, but it's not happening. Yeah, the Big Show gets but I was in sun, in, on Sunday as well. You were only supposed to be anywhere on Sunday, mate, so my, just be careful. My girlfriend, my girlfriend, because I'm isolating in here, my girlfriend, her dad's got a gym, mate. I was in his gym. Oh, I, was in, I was in the gym for the first time. In at least three years. And he's home gym. Has he got a home gym? Kettlebells, dumbbells, stretching this arm, stretching that thigh, the lot. Leg presses, squats, Hindu squats, the fucking lot. I was in agony. I was in agony. And then I went out, out the gym and had a boneful dark chocolate Easter egg. That's the fucking way you do it. That's a living, mate. That's like you used to do in the olden days, mate. When, in fact, when, should, we should ask Joe Henry who's going to win your show because he'll tell you. He's, by the way, see Joe Henry, he knows so many facts, man. He knows everything about AIDS and what government. <laughs> right, well, I've got a fucking Wikipedia open, so we'll find out just exactly how much Joe Henry knows about everything later on this show. Let's move on and see what the, the listeners are saying, mate. Let's see what the listeners have got to say. You know, Mr. Luke Watts, have you heard of this guy? His name's Luke Watts. He's in quarantine just now. Not aware of his work, but good luck to him. He reckons there's going to be YouTube-style reactions during WrestleMania, cutting to fans watching it live in their house. Like but, fucking NTV at Noel's house party. Oh, uh, goggle Yeah, look, that's not going to happen. Don't what? be silly. Mark McKinley was watching Fighting With My Family with his missus. Which led him on to showing her Paige's actual debut on Raw. He's confused to why the massive It's Your Cell poster in the crowd didn't make it to the film version. Well, Gredo, how did you feel about seeing that massive It's Your Cell poster on the WWE's flagship show, WWE Monday Night Raw? Well, I didn't actually see that one. I don't remember that. That was probably the time she debuted. There was a few folk in the crowd that had it. Remember at the very start of WrestleMania 30, there was a big massive Grado sign, right? In the and I mean like the opening three seconds, there's a big, just a big massive Grado sign. So but, um, I'm a bit raging and never used it in the film. But I know that that that, that one of the, the the guys in the film, would you call him? I've told you this before. I'm sure he was look, he was looking at my videos for advice to play to play somebody in it. Would you call him Simon Pegs, mate? Simon Pegg's mate, uh, John, help us Nick, out here. Nick Frost. Aye, Nick Frost. A aye. touch of Nick Frost, a touch That's of Frost. Frost. Here's an exclusive. Me and Greg Kempill went to BBC Scotland years ago uh, to pitch 
to Ewan Angus, who was the commissioner of BBC Scotland at the time, a wrestling show that me and Greg Hemphill would have been involved, kind of day in our whole Team Florence, Team Hemphill thing. It was run about the time of uh, run about the time of Oren War, Kelvin Brawl, that kind of period. And we went and pitched it to the BBC. It would have involved uh, personalities such as Grado. It would have involved personalities such as uh, Lionheart, as Noam Dar. Uh, you know, the kind of people we were using, uh, you know, Red Lightning, the people we were using on uh, Oren War and Kelvin Brawl at the time. But there were also some imports involved. Uh, it wasn't just the Scottish team. We said to BBC Scotland, we want to make this wrestling show fantastic. We're going to have Albie in it. Greg Kempill will be in it. Frankie Boyle has expressed an interest to be involved in it as well. You know, we'll all be there on this flagship BBC Scotland wrestling show. But also, Grado, this will be interesting to you. Which couple of English wrestlers, two English wrestlers, we had on a treatment document that were going to be involved in that show and that pitch? Obviously, obviously the commissioner says not yet. This was before um, the ICW documentary got commissioned. All right. we We went first with that. And then a wee bit down the line, the ICW documentary get commissioned. But who were the two English wrestlers that were in that treatment, do you think? Which two English wrestlers did we choose to be involved? Was Are it we... the, night, the Knights? Zach and Roy? No. No, this is before. No. It's just because, we're talking, about, it's just because we're talking about fighting with your, with your family. No, it was Paige. Oh, Paige. Paige was one. Paige was one in them. And this, really? was the way, this is before she went to WWE. Really? Yeah, this is before she went to WWE. It was Paige and Spud. Well, two. Oh well, I, I would have got Spud in the end. I know you really like Spud because I'm sure you tried to book him. Did you know for one for one of the shows? Yeah, we did. I think we tried to book him. For I think Kelvin you tried. Aye, aye. God, that's interesting. I didn't know you had your eyes on Paige. Aye, so we we were going to bring in Paige and Spud, and you know, I know, I know. Just think, man, it would have been on its like eighth series by now. The BBC said no. Thank, oh. thank Paige and Spud will be like, thank fuck, thank fuck. didn't get involved. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> Signed up to that. <laughs> Sorry, Vince, I can't do it. I'm doing this shite for BBC Scotland. <laughs> so, Grado shaved his hair. Here are some other examples of what wrestlers are doing while in self-isolation. Batista has rewritten his theme tune. I sit alone inside this goddamn house, yeah. A place where no one follows me because I'm quarantined. Yeah, Gredo. Life is a quarantine. Everybody must stay alone. I hear you call my name, but I can't go home. Somebody's at the door, but I can't answer it. The guy with my kebab might have a killer virus. (laughs) Could you see me doing that on the internet? No. What? Rewrite my theme song. No. Saying that, man. Batista's in hundreds of films and that. There's me fucking auditioning for CBBs this morning, you know what I mean? Killian Dane and Nicky Cross were doing the koala challenge, which is basically you need to hold on to a person, climb over their head, doing their back through their legs without touching the flare. Nicky then started singing Three Lions once she completed it. That's weird. Why would a Scottish lassie sing Three Lions? Probably bam up. No, no in demo, probably bam up demo. Uh, the Undertaker is active on Twitter. Did you know that? 
and he oh. was having he was having bants with Jericho. Who fucking John Bants? Remove fucking bants for this document. Sorry. With Jericho, he was having banter with Jericho after he used the word ass clown in his promo. Oh, did you notice this? Undertaker, I never saw it. Undertaker said ass clowns. These two right. ass clowns. He apologised for ripping off Jericho. Um, did you see that Undertaker promo? Don't think I want him, man. I don't like the Undertaker saying ass clown. Did you see he, he was going? To, he said he was going to make AJ Styles famous. Did he say that? I like him saying that. He's hitting out with a fucking. He said something else that was American badass style. Oh, right. I, this is my yard. Did he say that? No, it was basically. Uh, listen. It's going to happen, mate. I called it. I fucking called it. I cannot wait, mate. I'm just praying. I am praying to use. Ah, American badass. Watch me keep. You can roll with front or you can radio edit. But they actually say something like that. Was... Although. So you don't want them to use, we're rolling, 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 rolling. We're rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, imagine they couldn't get the rights to either, and they went with that other one that, you've done it now. You made a big mistake. I can't allow. Big evil. Oh, that would be horse shit. Somebody please help Davey Blaze, who you need to follow on TikTok. You don't need to follow him on TikTok, right? He's doing impressions of the Tiger King, shouting at cats and pretending to be Rocky. Uh, David Blaze on TikTok is probably good value. David Blaze is off his nut. I can't believe I missed the interview with David Blaze. Uh, if you spot any wrestlers with weird behaviour during self-isolation or you just want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. If you're going to email us, wash your hands first. We do not want to catch a killer virus. <laughs> Every week we like to separate the good from the bad Separate freedom from self-isolations As we bury and put over stuff from the wrestling Ben McBride wants to put over the promos on Raw recently Especially the Undertaker promo Looks like American Badass is back right enough Great stuff He wants to bury Austin Theory reversing Montez Ford's dive with some social distancing Didn't even look like he attempted to catch him It sounded nasty there was a wee bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say botch, but... I want to see that. It was, oh, it was sore. It was sore. It was sore. Do I have a Google for it now? Aye. Why are you going to read things? Right. All right. I'll, I'll keep reading. But mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to this, have a wee Google for that. Hazy wants to bury Grado's hair, don't. Fuck off. Uh, it's a shambles, big man, he says. And he wants to bury the WWE carrying on during the pandemic. They should have just stopped for the safety of everybody. wrestling days and welcome to this... Fun little video. I say fun little video. Oh my god. Who is that? Who's got 17,000 views this cunt? Uh, Some YouTuber. Ugh, I'm not. It's wrestling guys. We need to start talking like that. Well, he's just one big, what do you call it? Trap. What do you call it? Trap basher or something like that. He's a trap basher because it's no way he's advertised. I want to see the nasty botch. It's just him talking about it. Piece of shit and trash. Right, when you go. Uh... He reminds me, see that guy, what did you say his name was? That YouTuber? Wrestling Days. He reminds me of a piece of trash. <laughs> now, there's a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo, right? Where Stone Cold goes, you remind me of a piece of trash, right? He says, <laughs> and I, I'm obsessed with that fucking promo, right? Because I, I keep thinking in my head, I keep analysing this. 
you remind me of a piece of trash. He's not saying the person is a piece of trash. He's saying that person. <laughs> He's saying that person reminds him of a piece of trash. <laughs> a piece of trash he saw six years ago out in his back, right? Out by the bins. <laughs> you remind me of a piece of trash. Funny. If we ever interview Stone Cold, I need to ask him about that. Fucking, you remind me of piece of trash because fuck me. Uh, Aldori, oh, put, sorry, Hazy wants to put over Drew's promo with the farmer. It's daft, but fuck it. Did you see the oh, promo? Man. It was like the big porridge man. It was like the big porridge guy, big porridge oats boy. I like that. That's a good promo, wasn't it? That was a good promo. How cold did they look? How freezing cold did they look? Man, bet you would have been absolutely fucking freezing up the hills. Telling you, man. People in America have no idea how fucking cold it is in Scotland. They don't know. I, Scotland sometimes looks, well, there's no snow. There isn't any snow, so it looks all right. It's probably all right. It's fucking freezing. Goshi wants to bury the lockdown. He's bored that he's fucking nut, and I'm sure I'm I'm a borderline alcoholic now. Cheers, Goshi. That's <laughs> 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 oh, fucking brilliant. Mark McGill wants to put our Matt Hardy teleporting about the arena and AEW. Did you see this? Did you see Matt Hardy teleporting? I, I, I did like it until the bit where it showed you him jumping about. Oh, is that what he means? Teleporting? Aye, 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 aye. I mean, the editing was so bad it was fucking hilarious. Listen, Jericho cutting a promo in that fucking drone. Aye, that was good. It's fucking magic. That? That, that was brilliant, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you, you just know that Jericho has just went, just put me in the ring with that fucking thing for a few minutes and I'll just fucking talk to it. But then you go into Twitter and everybody says it's a lot of shit. I thought it was good. People like... I just listen, this balloon's just bust. I just uh, bust it. Pay old grand, you're pay old grand. I know you're grand, your mother-in-law, shall we? Can I have a nut? People, um... People just have knee. These are the things you remember. See people slagging off. Matt Hardy teleporting. Chris Jericho cutting a promo on that drone. See, see in 10 years' time, this is this is a horrible truth about wrestling. There might be an amazing wrestling match happens, right? A fucking five-star classic happens, right? But the, in, in all likelihood, what you'll actually remember in 10 years is Chris Jericho cutting that promo on that drone. You know, that's what you'll remember. You'll be like, mind fucking Jericho when that pandemic was on, when the audience there was storming in a ring, cutting a promo and a fucking, asking a drone to join his faction. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people are... <laughs> That's what people are going to remember. Um, and, and Jericho knows that. This is the thing. Jericho fucking knows. Smartest guy in the game. Uh, <clears throat> Stephen Keane. Hold on. Mark McGill wants to bury the Undertaker still trying to kick a ball. That's his age. Oh, man. Reminds me of an old guy in the pub who still thinks he's hard. <laughs> but, hold on. That's great, man. But forgets he's got to stick a finger up his arse for a pish. <laughs> what the that's fuck? funny as fuck. And Mark McGill is a listener of the week. Definitely. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's, he's already a listener of the week. That's a two that's a two time champion if he's gonna win it. Is he? He's good. He's he good. Last week. Yeah, he was last of the week last week. This will be a two time champion. Is he the first guy to retain the title? Was he retained the title? He has. Two time, two time. Time, two time pressure zone. Let's move on. Big Mad Andy wants to bury Drew's accent. 
By the way, see how that Liam Nielsen, we actually probably should have read what he put over, because that's a shame that we never read it out. Because it says, putting over you lads for continuing on with the podcasts, enjoying watching, listening while non-stop drinking. Well, there you go, Liam. Thanks for that, mate. Hold on, you were wanting to continue with Liam's one because he was putting you over. Well, listen, I <laughs> <laughs> Liam Nielsen, me luck, you were nearly a listener to but I'm afraid Mark McGill. Mark McGill, mate, you might have got it, man. Just for yep. tickling my balls there. Big man Andy burying Drew's accent. Drew's accent's great. That's Drew's right. accent's great. It depends where you get him. See, when you're one-on-one when he talks normal, but he's on the telly, he talks like that. That's not the way he always talks. I like when he's going, Lesnar! In <laughs> <laughs> the rap promo. <laughs> Lesnar! Liam Wiseman wants to put all the Undertaker's promo in Raw. Fuck it, aye, son. Love Drew, but come on to fuck. No cunt in their right minds would run about a Scotland in their drawers and a t-shirt in March. Could you imagine I was wrestling Brock Lesnar and me standing in the tap of mountain with my tap off just going, Lesnar! 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 Oh, guy. Oh, guy. Oh, guy. Oh, guy. Oh, guy. Oh, guy. Oh, and these times of self-isolation it's time to get more content from wrestling daft by signing up to our patreon or patreon and this week as it's wrestlemania we're doing loads of extra stuff yeah you'll be able you'll be able to get an extra bonus show previewing wrestlemania we're going to do a live wrestlemania quiz on friday night and there will be a Saturday night watch along as well. It's WrestleMania week and it's lockdown. There's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com slash wrestling daft forward slash only tweet. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, which is $4, about £3 a month. On that, you get patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all episodes, full unedited version, random bonus content and you can vote on what you want to see feature in the list of wrestling band tier two intercontinental champion which is ten dollars a month about seven pounds seventy you get everything in tier one as well as a video version of the podcast each week and a bonus episode once a month next week well this week actually let's be serious we're going to be doing a wrestlemania preview show tier three world heavyweight champion which is twenty dollars a month that's about 15 pounds Everything in the previous tiers we've just mentioned, as well as free tickets to every live event, which we hope to announce soon, as long as you're signed up and as long as the killer virus hasn't taken us all off the face of the planet. A free wrestling daft shirt of a design of your choice. You must sign up for a minimum of three months to get that, of course. And you'll get to feature in one of our shows as one of our marks. So if you fancy that and you fancy becoming one of our patrons, sign up now at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love, love to welcome you, my friend, to our personal roster. Thanks for clearing up the Patreon side of things this week, Robert. I wasn't really in the mood for it myself. You're welcome, Gradle. You're very welcome. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You just made the list! This week on our Patreon, we ask you guys to vote on our list of wrestling daft. Remember, you can vote by signing up for only $4 a month at Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week, it's all about WrestleMania. And it was between WrestleMania moments and WrestleMania matches that you, you guys had to vote on. Now, with the winner... With 81% of the vote was WrestleMania moments. So here's what folk had to say about that. Rab. Right, my top three, right, okay, I'll do this quickly, Gredo, right, because I know you need to go and get your scran, right? You need to go and get your dinner. <clears throat> my top three are going to be... Um, at number three is going to be... Lesnar... Uh, beating the Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania. What one was that? Twenty something, but uh, uh, no, Lesnar it was Brett. Lesnar breaking the streak. Whatever one it was, Lesnar breaking the streak. At number two, it has got to be. Oh, this is a very tough one. But I think it's going to have to be Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Oh, my God, what a shot! Over 70,000 fans send their respects to the greatest to ever lace of yeah, it's good. It's good to be. I'm sorry I love you, Shawn sorry, Michaels. I love you. Ric Flair, a WrestleMania. I've spoken about it before many times on this show. It's a very special WrestleMania moment for me. Um, and at number one, without a doubt, without a question of a doubt, and, I, and I've gone... There's a lot of stuff I love for WrestleMania. There's a lot of weird stuff, wild stuff, and all that. But Gredo, I think you'll agree with me here. As time goes by and as the years pass, there is something very special, very special indeed. And you know, and I kind of wanted to put on this list as well, like Eddie Guerrero and Benoit hugging each other at the end of that WrestleMania, where they both won the titles and stuff, right? But um, my number one is going to have to be the the Rock and uh, Hulk Hogan. Love it every time. You just wanna. I wonder if the Rock during that day realised what the reaction was going to be like. I bet you he didn't. No, I bet you he didn't. I bet you he didn't. I kind of feel like there's just something special about that match. I feel as if that match has captured something about the essence of wrestling, the unpredictability of wrestling, the the necessity for wrestlers to be able to just ride the emotions of the audience and and and, and work with that. Something special about that match, and as time goes by, you kind of look at it and go, you know, this is this is just this is wrestling at its best. The, sto- the story I like about that is that because um, I think Hogan actually had to say something in response to the Rock saying something on Instagram this week, but I think Hogan's always wanting to get the fact out there that the Rock flew Hogan down to practice this fucking match in a ring because he didn't trust the old bugger. He did they trust him? He wanted mm. to go out everything, and Hogan was like, ah, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing," and then. Whatever they all had planned went out the fucking window anyway because of the crowd reaction. It's always funny to just, I can imagine, The Rock was probably a bit of a, not a dick to the extent, but 
Do you know what I mean? He was probably uh-huh. like, I want that all in to be in shape and knows what's going down, by the way. I don't want to look an idiot. It's WrestleMania. This guy's been away for a week of years. I want to make sure this match is tip-top. But Hogan, at the end of the day, st- still had it and fucking made it an absolute beautiful match. Let's have a look at what the listeners are saying. Mark McBride, Ronda Rousey, when she started punching fuck out of Triple H to then roll through and lift him on her shoulders. Amazing show of strength. A great moment as well. That was one of the matches that was, because um, I put on my social media, on my personal Facebook, look, during lockdown, my bird's going to let me watch a couple of wrestling matches I'm more aware. What, what should I watch? And Andy Wason pointed this out to show the Ronda Rousey and Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie match. And, you know, and I thought, you know what? That is a good match to show to somebody that doesn't know wrestling. Aye. There's something very special about people are going to reflect very, very fondly on Ronda Rousey's stuff that she's done so far in the WWE because uh, I, I remember watching that with my, my daughter and when Ronda Rousey opened up on Triple H and Triple H was fucking cowering away from her and stuff like that, the, the, the psychological impact that has on a wee lassie watching something like that is massive. Right. It's absolutely massive, you know what I mean? I think Rousey is in, in, has been incredible in a wrestling ring when she's been in a wrestling ring. Louise... Brand new in the, the booster and also she is. Ah, oh, we heard this, I. Louise says WrestleMania 33 when the Hardys made their comeback. Good moment, good That's moment. Good. It's clearly a very, very high point in Matt Hardy's career because he's always talking about it. He loved it, clearly. I watched that moment in a room with Jeff Jarrett, JB, Spud, Colt Cabana, Road Warrior, Animal, somebody for a woman for WrestleMania 1, I can't remember, and this other guy, this random guy that died three weeks later. JB, just to let you know, was Jeremy Borash. Just for yep. people who aren't on the inside. And the guy who died three weeks later was Jimmy Savile. Uh, Dean says, <laughs> since he's on the card for Mania this year, Edge spearing Mick Foley through a flaming table. Remember watching it as a wee boy thinking Foley was pan breed. Scott says, Daniel Bryan winning the title. That build-up package is one of the best ever. The story, uh-huh. the match, everything was brilliant. Listen, I do love uh, WrestleMania 17, however, and Stone Cold and The Rock and that main event, and Stone Cold try to turn heel and all that. that. I mean, that is beautiful as well. I, I, that's a high point for me, sorry. Video packages are brilliant. <clears throat> yes, you're right, mate. <clears throat> Stevie B, JBL hoofing a trash can out of the ring at a hornswoggle on the outside. Imagine that being somebody's favourite... One of favourite WrestleMania, but somebody somebody kicking a trash a, a bin at Hornswoggle. Again, one other thing you've lost in any memories. <laughs> I bought a I bought a fucking thing through all the WrestleManias. All the legends have appeared. <laughs> Mind that time JBL kicked a bin at Hornswoggle. That's a bit like I met this junkie in in, in Stevenson once, mate. Right when I wrestled for TNA, right. Uh-huh. This junkie came up to me and went, "Grado, mate, Grado, mate, how you doing, mate?" Is there any chance you can get me Sting's autograph, mate? <laughs> it was so random, man. I was like, how do you know Sting? <laughs> <laughs> mate, can you get me Sting's autograph, mate? I was like, I'll try for you, big man. Wrestling's Queer says it's... Mi- right, this is great. Said, it's Miss Elizabeth because it's the one I cried during. <laughs> Sid Justice kicking out a Hogan's leg drop because Papa Shango fucked up his cue and then Warrior steaming into the ring like he was running away for a wellness policy test. <laughs> That's brilliant. Stevie McLernan says Macho Man and Liz reuniting at WrestleMania 7. Daniel Bryan beating Triple H then winning the main event against Batista and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 30. Kevin Brown, Daniel Bryan's coming out a lot here, twice. 
Kevin Brown, but Bret Hart beating Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10. I thought he was going to lose. Hey? Was it 09 he beat Yokozuna? No, I thought it was WrestleMania 9. I'm too old. I thought he was going to lose, especially after his defeat to his brother earlier on the night. Oh, right. I can't mind Yokozuna having a brother. <laughs> Rikishi! <laughs> I don't know, is that racist? No, it's just fast. His match against Owen is also one of the best matches ever, in my opinion. Jimmy the Rib says, seeing Mysterio win the heavyweight title in the triple threat against Orton Angle was a beast moment. Fucking Mysterio should never be winning a heavyweight title. Nay, disrespect to Mysterio, but come on now, he's two foot tall. Ridray experiences, my favourite Mania moments are Hulk Hogan making an arse of the name of the stadium he was in. Aye, that was funny. Especially the second one when the stadium name was in six fit letters in front of his face. Also like the wee specky guy with the floppy hat bawling his eyes out at Macho and Liz. The wee specky guy must have been wrestling square. <laughs> Let's see what merch we can sell you now because we are needing money because uh, in case you didn't know, me and Grado's industries have shut down. Grado, sell some merch. You want to go daft? Well, buy Wrestling Daft merch. Sporting your very own Wrestling Daft t-shirt. <laughs> Get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. On there you'll find such designs as I am a mark. I'm a take a bump for you. Chips, cheese and donut meat. And of course, Mario Erefiend. Is that a good impression? I like it. And big news, you can now get your hands... And then big news, you can now get your hands on a new t-shirt based on my encounter with Goldberg. I'm a wrestler too, so you can get that on a t-shirt. i seen that. So the guy modelling it. It was good to see he took his time out of isolation to come and pose with that t-shirt on. And remember to take a pic so we can enter you wearing our Wrestling Daft t-shirts and we can put you in our Hall of Fame. So check out a range of t-shirts and hoodies at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Now, or check out the links on Facebook or Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Now let's introduce to Wrestling Daft a man who loves an introduction. Among honours, he includes a WCPW Championship. What culture? A Reckless Intent Championship. I've won that. And an ICW Tag Team Championship. I've won that as well. He is the local hero, the prestigious one. Please welcome Ring of Honours, Joe Hendry. One introduction. Thank you for having me. Hey. I've been wanting to get you on here for weeks because you don't are. Lie, Jimmy. It's a slow week. Don't lie. It's a slow week. I, no, I don't we, know if we have work. been trying to get him for weeks. We have been, haven't we? We've been trying Actually, to get him. See, to be honest with you, he's probably been the most one that we've went. Oh, Joe Hendry candidate until next week. Joe Hendry candidate needs to do this, needs to do that. So he probably has been the longest one on the list. Well, Chris Jericho, if you remember, he was like two days before. Will you dare ask Jericho? I ain't bother. I'll dare. Joe Hendry, hard guy to get. 
Took weeks. I know. Who, who, who do I think I am? You know, Chris Jericho, Neighbor, and here I am. I know, exactly. Mate, I don't know if you know, man, but there's this kind of shit happening around about, man. Folk are getting no wheel and stuff, uh, and you're, they're having to stay in the house. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I'm enjoying putting on a bit of weight, you know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to relax, you know, but it's kind of it's hitting me now. You know what I mean? The novelty of, of being off is, is wearing off now. Uh, so yeah. How are you getting on? Mate, I'm suffering. Yeah. Well, I can't even... Do you know what? I can't lie. I can't lie. Oh, I miss my dad. I need, it's, yeah. it's, it's crap that you can't see my, uh, my old man. I might see how he's getting on. But do you know what? It could be worse. It could be a lot worse, man. It could be. Could be yeah, it, it, it's it, affecting it. a lot of people, man. It's sad. It's shit. But listen, do you know what? If there's anybody that I would want to go to when, when, when shit hits the fan and I really want to know about this virus and I want to know every single detail and what we should do in case there's a zombie eclipse and all this push, I'd go to you. <laughs> a zombie eclipse. Oh, a zombie eclipse. Well, whatever you zombie say. Eclipse. That's when a zombie stands right in front in front of the sun and you just can't see anything. The light see, just goes. See what I mean? See, see, Joe Grado says that you know an unbelievable amount of facts. So have you been have you been kind of watching the news about coronavirus now? Have you been kind of cluing yourself up? Um, to be honest, I don't know if I don't know if it's facts. It's more I think Grado occasionally appreciates my opinions on the rare occasions that he gets in touch with me. I, you know, I, I try to depart a bit of knowledge, but to be honest, on the coronavirus thing, it's I have been keeping up with it. I've got I've got thoughts. I've got uh, theories. You know, oh, I'm just gonna say that's what I mean, man. He knows all these conspiracy theories. He knows, he knows this one fact that I was going about that you're more likely to be killed by a peanut than you are to be killed by ISIS. Shit like that. The worst thing is, though, Gray, that I remember you just regurgitate what I say and get it completely wrong. And there's been a few times where I can't remember. It was something like that, and you said it in front of someone with absolutely no context and just made me sound like an absolute monster. You're just making up as you went along. Well, Joel, Grado did, did say to me that it was a peanut that caused 9-11 to happen, and <laughs> Joe Hendry told him that. Uh, do you know what? So, that's, so I've been thinking, that. I'm hanging this Joe Hendry guy's off his nuts. Mate, he knows, everything. He knows, he knows about Congress... He knows about, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He knows Kama about, I, he knows everything. Anyway, do you know what? I remember the first time I picked up Joe Henry, right, to go down to Liverpool for a booking, and I thought, this is going to be one fucking shift, having to listen to this after. You know what? That was one of the most interesting photos I've spent in my life, man. You know I learned so much, so much. Drunk, you leave me voicemails telling me how much you hated me. <laughs> oh, I did. Uh, I hated you. I hated you the first time I met you because you growled at me after you you beat me at a burger challenge with Jim Cornette. <laughs> you keep saying this. I don't remember. So he just came on the scene, right? Grado Mena was running wild. That scene know. comes out while his videos and all that. And uh, we done a, a burger eating. So Jim Cornette eating contest. The night I four man, I was drunk. Stop! Stop! I had the biggest like, what? Eating contest. Aye. I think the word burger is imperative in that situation. <laughs> anyway, a Jim Cornette burger eating con- contest. Anyway, you might have seen the size of this burger, right? It was the size of fucking. Wasn't it massive? Mate, I spewed six times. Because that's how much he wanted. I tapped because I, I couldn't give a fuck at the time, right? But he really wanted it, right? He wanted to beat me so much. And then when he beat me, he just stared down at me as if to say, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after your spot. And then ever since then, I went, this guy's a prick. Well, here's a thing I wanted to say, right? Here's a thing I wanted to say. See if you outside looking in, 
you guys both run about the same time had a kind of viral presence on the internet, right? Obviously, Joe, with your intros and stuff like that, right? And then Grado Denny's end stuff with Ken Romero on the promo end, right? So was there a kind of natural, real-life rivalry between you a wee bit? Aye, man, because he was just, he's just a copycat. Yeah, from your point of view, yeah, from your point of view. To be fair, and I've always given you your due, you were actually one of the few that were that were sound to me. But now I know it was just all fake, and you actually hated me, so that's even worse. <laughs> no, 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 listen, I only hated you that night after the Jim Comet thing, but I did always admire you. But then we went to TNA together, and then I helped save your life, and we became best of pals. Right, hold on, how, what happened? Did he choke on a peanut? Bollocks. Tell me, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you the truth, right? So there was a situation where I was asked to do a parody entrance video. I did my job. It upset a few people. Let's just say that. And, you know, Grado was put in a bit of a situation. Grado was very popular in the locker room. So he could have kind of left me on a little island by myself. But I'll give you credit where credit's due. You actually... Um, you, you kind of put your neck on the line from there. I appreciated that. You kind of hung, <clears throat> pardon me, you hung around with me. I appreciated that. Grado, you just hate it when people put you over, don't you? You just hate it. Oh, I hate it. It does my nut. It's hate so it. embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. What else did I do? Stop it. No, but that is very true. Uh, Grado, you kind of stuck up for me, so I appreciated that. But I was not uh, physically concerned about the matter. Let's just say that. Oh, oh, ho, ho. Right, who was the, who was the other party involved? I need to know who Joe was going. You don't to have part. to look. You don't have to look. I'll just put it this way: when I do when I do an entrance, some people can take it, some people get upset about it. That's all I'll say. You don't have to look very far. I'm saying nothing. But you you carry on. Hold on. I'm just just going to Google just to double. You'll never get it. How will I know? Of course I will. Right. Anyway, keep you keep going, Gredo. Aye. So. Well, I'm not googling about this. I'm just going to. Uh, all right, okay. Pornhub. Go. Just going Pornhub. Sure. So, um, you went to Ring of Honor. Hmm? You never took me. Explain that. Listen, the last you go check your WhatsApp. The last thing I said to you was, "Do you want me to put in a word for you?" And you didn't even reply. So go go look up. Are you right? I did. I was it Eli Drake? <laughs> <laughs> no way! Did you just say? Did you... Was, was it Eli Drake? Yeah, listen, listen, you know. That's funny, man. Like you may, I'll, I'll let you kind of come to that conclusion, you know? Aye, so basically, I had, to, I had to sweeten Joe up. I had to sweeten... Had he sweeten Joe up? I had to sweeten up. I had to sweeten up someday to make sure that it was knowledgeable that Joe's a nice guy and he was only doing his job. And the guy ended up... What was going to happen? I, well, to be honest with you... You probably would have kicked his cunt in because you're into all that Olympic style wrestling stuff. I said he's getting chopped in that bin if he comes back and gives Mary Pesh. <laughs> <laughs> but Eli was a friend of mine, so it was hard to it was hard to pick sides, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the thing is, there's I'm not taking away from him as a performer. Fantastic performer. And I think it was frustrating because I think we actually really could have, you know done well i think we could have had some good business with that but you know i think you know it's just it is what it is and like i say take nothing away from him fantastic performer and you know maybe might see a confrontation down the line one day who knows mate do you know what a memory has just popped into my head i can't stop laughing man remember when we were in mexico and you had to fight what was this guy's name he was about six foot eight he was he was 40 stone 
What's his name? Murder Clown. Murder Clown. Now, there's another two <laughs> Murder Clowns, right? But this guy was about eight foot tall, about 40 stain man, right? And he wanted to do all of these big massive moves to Joe. And I'm like, we're, me and Joe are like that because I think Abyss was a producer at the time and I'm like that to Joe and he's like that to me behind each other, like, you know, doing that, we shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> kind of idea. Uh, explain what, what happened. Uh, we... What was meant to happen and then the funniest thing ever happened, man, and it was meant to be this total serious storyline that I was pissing myself. I was managing you at the time. So this is what happens, right? So we watch a YouTube video from the night before and we're like, no way. Like, so I'm like, oh, no. what are we going to do? So I remember, like I say, let's just say the match was very basic by design. Very basic. Let's just say that. <laughs> so I'm on the table and this is basically going to write me off TV because I've not got a visa. I know, I know this is it. This is the end of the life for me, right? So I'm, I'm lying on the table. And um, basically, the whole idea is Kat, there's this love triangle thing, and Katarina's now a murder clown, and he's going to dive on me from the top rope and put me through a table. And like he says, this guy's like 40 stone. And I'm thinking, this is going to be bad. And everyone's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, you know, I'm looking at the table. It's a bit more solid than I maybe want it to be. I'm like, right, okay, hopefully the weight of him will just go right through it, right? So Grado's inside. And honestly, see, trying to, like, focus on what you're doing while Grado's managing is hard enough as it is. You'll be, you'll be getting battered. And I'll hear in my – I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing. And I'll hear in the, from the corner, he's hurt. He's hurt. Help him. He's hurt. Well, I'm trying to focus that. <laughs> so, <laughs> at this point, he's given all that, and I'm lying on the table, right? Murder clan goes to the top rope, and I words can't can't do it justice. They can't do it justice, and you'll never see it. It pains me. But basically, have you ever seen like if you imagine, you know, like like a diving head, but imagine there was like no distance between you and the opponent. You just had to drop down. <laughs> I'm like literally ha- more than halfway across the ring, and he just literally face plants off the top. <laughs> and I'm just lying there on the table like a dafty, just thinking, like, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I need to be professional right now because honestly, one laugh and I'm going to be losing it here. And I look, and he's like, he's looking at me. I was passing like, ha, 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 ha. myself. I just thought he going, ah, he fucking missed. He missed. It was fucking hilarious, man. I think he did eventually have to go back up the road, up, up the top of the rope and do it again, didn't he? Or did, uh, he, or did he do something else or whatever? He, something okay. happened, but it was a lot of shit anyway, wasn't it? I, I, I definitely went through the table. Uh, you went through the table, that's right, and I remember having to get in the ring, the ring and I'm holding up the X sign and all this pushing. Try. He's hot, come and get him, he's hot, he's hot. And, and I just remember Joe going, going, you need to be serious, mate, this is a serious angle, man, I want to piss myself. He's lying in the ring through the table. Oh, it was funny, but... Do I come in and say hello? Come in and say hello. Oh, we got a visitor. Uh, Jen's going to say hello to everybody. This is Joe Hendry here, we're doing an interview week. Come on in. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? How is everything? Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. Your throat all right? Yeah, it's okay. My throat's raspy. I think the corona has Uh, landed in the house. Hold on a minute. See you later, by the way. I see you later, by the way, mate. That throat didn't sound too 
to. Uh, no, I think. Um, have you planned? Have you planned her to come up with a safe road so that you can then go? Troops, I need to fuck off. She's got a safe road. I need to go now. I need Aye. To go. So, Joe. Yes. Your career, right? Yes. One of the most impressive things. I didn't know. See, I, I, I remember. I remember seeing you one time at an ICW. I was at an ICW event, and I think this is the only time I've ever done this. And I don't know if you remember this. But the only time I've ever done this at an ICW event, I remember coming up to you after a match and being like, that was brilliant, mate. This is the only time I've ever... Do you remember that? Do you remember? I do remember meeting you. Yeah, was it on... Aye, but I came up... This... Hall Street, I, think. I don't know if it was then or if it was directly after the show. It might have been in a box or something. I can't mind. I think it... No, I think it was in... I think it was during the show. It was like no long after your match. I think it was in the... I'm pretty sure it was in the garage and I was just like, mate, that was brilliant. The whole thing, the whole thing was brilliant. Um, but the thing that really impressed me was I didn't realise that you actually... I don't want to say proper wrestling, right? I would never say proper wrestling. But the proper wrestling, mate, I didn't realise that was a thing until it was in all the papers and all that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I actually started that after pro wrestling. So it might have actually been after we spoke initially. Wait a minute, you started afterwards? Yeah, yeah, I started at 27. That's amazing. And he's like, the, he's, he's like ranked third in the world or some shit. Not third in the world. I appreciate that. I've I've been British champion twice. Um, once as the freestyle, and once as Greco-Roman in ninety-seven kilos. But that can't happen very. That can't happen very commonly, can it? That people move from the pro wrestling side to to amateur. Is it's usually the other direction, right? It's me and CM Punk, I think. That's that. But did you know? Hold on. If my mind says me correctly. There was a reason why you done that, was there no? Um, well, oh, well, there was many reasons. Um, one of them was at the time it was all happening. That was when you know people were jumping over to like, you know, there was only one big company at the time, and people were jumping over to UFC, and that was seen as the competition. And I was like, well, you know, if I do this, I'll be preparing myself as best I can if that's the, how the situation is going to be. And obviously, things have changed now, where there's kind of you know multiple kind of major organizations and I'm fortunate enough to be with a major organization now but I initially got into it for for that side of things also just because I thought there was a, a bit of an opportunity um at the heavier weight classes and I thought right if I can just kind of get in and get out before the Commonwealth Games I can perhaps qualify and win a couple of titles so it was kind of uh that and the timing of things and it, w- it was difficult though there were times when i did think to myself is this just is this going to be a waste of time is this going to is this going to go anywhere and you know there was a lot of battles to kind of get on the team scotland and stuff like that and it, but mm-hmm. you know it was all worth it it was all worth it for sure i know there was a reason i know there was a reason do you see yourself as a guy that does i mean the- I don't want to make a kind of to generalise completely here, but wrestlers are most of the wrestlers I've met and that I know are quite impulsive people. But that that suggests that you're doing a lot of forward planning there. You're kind of going right. What is the landscape going to be in the years ahead? And making is that the kind of guy you are? Are you quite an organised guy? I wouldn't say organised. I would say long term though, for sure. Like I'm mm. always I'm thinking of like I'm thinking about where do I want to be in five, ten, fifteen years. And I would say that's to be honest with you, a lot of the time that's been to my detriment because um, sometimes I'm more worried about the bigger picture and I kind of I'm not paying enough attention to the small and medium term goals. So that's with a bit of maturity, I'm trying to do that now. Um, and 
you know, seems to be working. But yeah, I would say I'm more long term focused. Joe, how did you? I find that sometimes a wee bit similar. Me and you, the you know the YouTube videos and stuff like that. You know, you 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 got a wee bit exposure through your videos, but then you were like thrown right into it. You know, you know you you put up a video, then suddenly you're wrestling Kurt Angle within a couple of months. No, a couple of months, but really it was a couple of months before you were wrestling yeah. the likes of these guys. Do you think that was a benefit wrestling? I mean, you always say you get better when you wrestle somebody better, but I mean, you can't get any better than wrestling Kurt Angle. How did you feel wrestling that big boy? So I think I've I've thought about this a lot, and there were times where I thought, oh, did too much happen too soon? But in retrospect, like you say, you you hit the nail on the head. Um, that if you get in there with people who are better than you, you learn faster. So I would say that. You know, so I think it's down to quality of experience more than length of experience. So if you can get in there with the best wrestlers, um, that's you know, you absolutely, as someone new getting into wrestling, you should take advantage of that because you're going to learn most. Wrestling Kurt Angle was like, honestly, it was like before Kurt and after Kurt. Like I kind of, you know, what people call him intense. I realized exactly what they meant because I was like, this is amazing. Like at the time, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've, that's ever happened to me in my life. But it, it felt like a real fight in, in the best possible way. Like it was completely, completely safe. And like Kurt is literally one of the, he's, he's the best I've ever worked with. And it was the most fun I've ever had in a match. And it was the most amazing thing ever. But I, like, you know, when Stone Cold says you've got to 100% believe in everything you're doing. Kurt mm-hmm. made me believe in every single thing that I was doing. And let me tell you, like he literally, all he was bothered about was what he could do to help me. In terms of the match and my career that's all he was bothered about was helping how how can he help me forward my career and you'll find i think you find that a lot of the people who are at the very top of the business i feel tend to be the most giving with younger talents i think definitely a hundred percent agree hundred percent agree i've been there the past before when you feel like the, the mayor that the, the bigger they are the more humble they are the, the more willing they are to give advice to younger guys definitely is uh ring of honor What's it like wrestling for them? Honestly, like it's uh, it's it's going to sound like I'm just putting them over for the sake of it. But no, you always speak. You, uh, you, no, listen. Before I'm going to cut you off, I know you're enjoying the Ring of Honor because you, you've you've spoke to me via text. And I've never seen you this excited about something, so I'm I'm interested to hear about it because you you you, you do seem really pumped as more than ever than this this Ring of Honor stuff. It's genuinely what I thought the dream would be. It's genuinely mm-hmm. like the thing I love about Ring of Honor is everybody matters. So from the top of the card to the bottom, everybody has something going on that's important and that matters. And everybody has like a story and every, like <clears throat> ac- uh, management is accessible to everybody. So I kind of feel like, look, everybody wants to be the world champion. Um, and right now I'm in a tag team. We want to be the world tag team champions. And I feel like your goals are actually in reach because, you know, it's up to you to kind of the mechanisms in place, it's up to the talents to get themselves over. And that's really all you can ask for is the opportunity. And I feel like everyone in the roster has that opportunity. Um, like to give you an example, right now, um, like I was having a conversation with, uh, I don't know, if, do you remember um, Dave from, like we, we worked with him before in Canada, Dave Hodgson. Uh, he was doing all the Twitch stuff. Uh, Hi. 
me and him mm-hmm. are currently like he's here now me and him are like currently working on a few uh, concepts for like digital content and again that's just from conversations going listen could we maybe produce an online show while we've got this you know coronavirus stuff going on and it's like yeah absolutely like if you if you come up with a creative idea it's like yeah go for it run with it. You like, go with you it just, yeah you just have to send it in and it's like yeah like with my entrance music they were like you know, do you want to do something or will we do something? I was like, well, I'd love to do something. And they didn't even ask to see it. They were just like, get it in on this date by this time. No problem. So got it in. They, there were no edits made to it. They just let me do me. And it was like, that was just an awesome feeling. And not only that, I think, like, I don't think people know how much they're actually supporting the talent. And like, I was kind of saying this, like that we probably need to get the word out there because see right now, for example, during the coronavirus stuff, like, you know, a lot of companies would be in a situation where they would have to say, sorry, folks, we're going to have to, you know, just pause things just now and then pick it up afterwards. Whereas Ring of Honor are still supporting us through, as, really? as normal throughout this whole situation. So, yeah. and I really want more people to know that they're actually standing by the wrestlers. Because I think if, if fans knew that, you know, that they, they it would um, it'd be good for the industry. And also the, the show's, have just been, I mean, since they really are, it, the coronavirus is tough because the company was really on an upward trend. Like the shows were just absolutely banging. Like for the, I've been there since August and the shows have just been getting better and better and better. And we're watching them and they're like, damn, these shows are off the chain. We just need to, you know, keep building the profile more and building it back up. And, you know, the moment we're feeling the momentum. So when this happened, obviously, you know, this kind of reminds you what's really important in life, but, it was to me, they were flying us out to all these awesome places in America, and look, even just we things like, oh, your hotels are taken care of, your flights are taken care of, you That's know, with, yeah, with like the airline that you that you want to go with, and so what? yeah, I'm telling you, and it's like oh, you yeah. can get uh, the hotels we stay in are always the airport hotels, so it's literally just you fly in a day, and it's always a day early, so there's no kind of stressing and struggling with the travel. Mm-hmm. And if there are any cancelled flights, you've got a day's contingency to play with. So really, it's 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 so talent friendly, and it's just I feel really fortunate to be there right now. That is amazing, man. I think from a fan point of view, it's kind of interesting to watch <clears throat> just now because you know I think. It's an interesting time. I, th- I think fans do care. This is the thing, you know. I think fans do care about talent on shows. I'm, I, I have to talk to Gradle quite a lot about, you know, about so when you're watching, take a Mick Foley match for example. The it got to a point where Mick Foley matches where he was doing things in matches, and you were kind of like you were only enjoying watching it because you were worried about him hurting himself. You know what I mean? And I think fans do have um, a level of care towards the talent that they watch. And I think it is, it is good to know that there is that, um, that there is that level of care and level of support getting shown to employees, which obviously I think you're just conditioned into, by the w, by the way the WWE behave, you're conditioned into expecting a kind of different level of treatment. You know what I mean? A kind of lower level of treatment by the, by the big mob. It should be, it should be the reverse, really. It should be the big company, should be. <coughs> You know, I don't. I personally haven't. I don't want any of you guys to say anything about this, yeah. right? Well, but it should be I'm the. Just, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying I haven't. I can not speak on that because I haven't worked. No, for them. absolutely, absolutely. But you know, you, you want that. Um, the, you know, there shouldn't be a situation, for example, where it's quite clear. But Triple H has spoken about it that Roman Reigns kind of removed himself for WrestleMania because, you know, Danny Tatum's because of the uh, leukemia thing and about how 
um, how vulnerable he would maybe be in that situation. But it should never work that way. You know what I mean? The WWE should be protecting and looking after their talent. You know what I mean? It should have been like, the minute this happened, it should have been like Roman Reigns is after Kerd. Roman Reigns right. going him. You go him and look after yourself. You know what I mean? So I think it is, it's good for the, for the audience to know that. And what you're saying, Joe, as well, about everybody on the show having something today, having a story or having a rivalry or having something to reach for or having a reason to be on the show, I think that is always the big difference maker with a promotion. I really do. I mean, I think that's when you look at some of the kind of golden periods of the big companies, the reason why their periods were so golden was because that was happening. Do you know what I mean? There was there was stuff happening right through the whole card. And then, you know, and you're seeing it with Ring of Honor just now, um, you see it with NWA Power as well. I think NWA yeah. Power is a very, yeah. very tight show, very show. where very everybody good. has stuff going on, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, I think um, what I'm hoping for as a fan going down the line is we see maybe that relationship between NWA and Ring of Honor going forward as well, because I think that there seems to be similar sensibilities there in terms of, you know, how you give uh, the talent, the kind of creative freedom and the support to just, you know, to, to shine in whatever spot they're in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I totally agree. So it's a very good show. And like I say, you're seeing um, <clears throat> we've got, for example, um, you know, NWA heavyweight champion Nick Aldis is regularly on Ring of Honor shows. Um, he's currently yep. in a feud with uh, PCO. And you've seen Marty going over as well and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hoping to put himself in championship contention. So, you know, it's two awesome products and they're, they're very different products. So it's really fun to see them cross over. Yeah. Um, so, what I'm interested in is how do companies like Ring of Honor and NWA Power, how do they see the likes of who they who who's their market in terms of you know you've got AEW that's there now where quite a few of the ROH wrestlers jumped they went to AEW and quite a lot of the fan base maybe it's maybe no fair to say that I, I can't have any, there's any evidence of that but surely you know AEW being in existence did have an effect on Ring of Honor. And I just wonder how how do they now promote their shows in terms of who do they market it at? You know, back in the day it was like see your tape traders and guys that would import tapes for all over the world to then they ended up getting their NTV network and in, in, in different states. But how does it work now? Are they on? Is it, where can you find them on TV? Like where do they aim their market? For for both or for Ring for Ring of Honor. So for, well, for Ring of Honor, in terms of like where the product is, I think you were starting to see some awesome innovations that were really starting to carve into the niche that that we offer as a company. So for example, I don't know if you remember the Pure Championship. Uh, Do you remember that way back in the day? The plans were to actually bring that back um, this month. That that was going to be the plans. And we'd announced that tournament. So for example, stuff like that, we were going to focus in on those really unique divisions. And the thing that was awesome about that is actually just, I remember uh, Will Ospreay was saying, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Ring of Honor brought the Pure Championship back? And all the fans were like, oh, that would be amazing. And then management were just like, well, why, why the hell not? You know? So, Do you know, actually, I actually see when you say that, when you're talking about, when they're thinking about stuff, I actually realised that Vegas show was meant to be like a kind of old school where Doug Williams was on it and other kind of older stars on it. That got cancelled, didn't it? So we had... Um, That's a so shame, we, man. Yeah, That's we were brilliant. building towards, we were building towards the uh, Pure Title Championship uh, tournament, but also we, we had uh, the past versus uh, present, which mm-hmm. was going to be awesome as well. So you had like 
superstars from uh, pre- you know the previous generation of Ring of Honor mixing it up with the the current roster, which was just like an awesome concept. And that's what I've really loved about Ring of Honor as well is if somebody's getting over and you know like they'll bring them in. Like there's mm-hmm. no, it's just kind of yeah, let's let's get them in. And I'm really enjoying seeing that. It's just kind of being fluid to what the fans are going to think is cool. And it's just, it's a fun time to be a fan. And, you know, it's just a shame, you know, look, it's a, it's a crazy world event and, you know, there's, there's big things to worry about just now, but I just, I really, we were, the roster were so motivated. We were enjoying it so much. And I know we're all kind of chomping at the bit to get back in. I mean, I think my hope would be that, I mean, obviously this is a massive challenge for the wrestling industry on a whole, any kind of live events, situation is you know it's a, it's a real struggle just now but yeah i mean I, I was thinking about this i was thinking about this the other day like even for my own selfishly for my own perspective because we you know i was supposed to be doing live shows and then heading out on a tour towards the end of the year yeah. and stuff like that as well when yeah. it's all gone um and i'm kind of thinking to myself I is think, the tour, how, how's the tour gone what do you mean well the tour was supposed to be towards the end of, like it was in the autumn me and ian were going to be touring right and you just have cancelled that but it's going to be like next year now because we just think it's also like psychologically people only going to be wanting to even buy tickets in advance or anything just now. You know what I mean? There's almost like there's a lead time into all of this. So we're, go- we're probably going to see the wrestling industry have almost, it's going to be the best part of a year, I think, before things start to, like from this point, before things start to normalise. And by normalise, well, I mean psychologically people want to buy yeah. tickets and stuff. You know what I mean? I've- I think you're right. I think that there will be a, a lag coming back in, but I also think that there's two schools of thought with it. Like one is, look, like you say, consumer confidence is going to be affected by if they yeah. buy tickets, when is this thing going to be over? Are people going to have the finances and stuff like that? But then on the other hand, you know, someone's crisis is another person's opportunity. So on that hand, I think equally there will be another group who are very excited to see wrestling again. So when it does mm-hmm. come back in, there's going to be an opportunity for new and old promotions to to swoop in and say, look, this is what I've got to offer. Because can you imagine, like, uh, someone put up a tweet the other day, I think it was Danny Cage, who was saying, when wrestling comes back, crowds are going to pop for, like, an arm drag and a shoulder tackle. And he's totally right. Well, this is exactly what I was going to say, Joe. I was going to say there's going to be this, there's going to be this period where people are reluctant and nervous and and stuff. But then this point is going to come where people, live events are going to rock it. I mean, they're really going to rock it. And there's going to be some people who are in a really good position to, I don't want to say to take advantage of that, but I think people are going to, it's, it's more likely, I think, that companies like Ring of Honor are going to have people, people want that kind of more personal, more kind of a, a sense that there's a closer relationship between the talent and the fans and stuff like that. I think Ring of Honor could be in a really good position when that time comes. And the same for ICW, actually. I think we could see ICW really getting a, a rocket up them again once everything starts to normalise, because I think people are going to want that that feeling of, you know, it's a feeling of contact, you know what I mean, more than think, anything else, think, a feeling of contact. I think ICW was, ICW, in my opinion, was always at its best when it was like, you didn't look at it as just a wrestling show, it was like a night out, you know what uh, I mean? Definitely. So I think, we, I think that vibe could return to ICW. That's a very, very good point. I always, as I said, ICW shows, it was its best when it catered to people that weren't so much, no saying that they weren't wrestling fans, but they weren't wrestling daft. They wanted to come for a night out. And I think after a while, people had seen the tick, had seen the show. What's this, what's, what's, the, 
what's the saying? They had, they've seen the ticket paid the ride or something. I think there became too many ICW shows. This having to date for TV shows on YouTube and stuff like that, I disagreed with. I preferred when it was just one show a month. Um, but that's exciting to think that there possibly could be as you say, guys that are what that are choking to go out the house and have a night out and come and watch the wrestling. I've never actually well, thought about and it. My, like and my God, wrestlers are going to want to wrestle oh, as well. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And to be to be fair, like at the time with ICW, you know, I can understand why they made that decision because, like I say, you know, things were things were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I can see why they made that decision. But I do know what you're saying. You know, it was more special when it was like one show a month. But just see, just to touch on something you were saying about how we're talking about the casual audience. I don't know if you found this great though, but with me personally, the things that have been most over like in my career have been the things that are catered to a wider audience than just wrestlers, like with wrestling fans. Like when I did my entrances and they got over, I was thinking, how could I make this entertaining for a non-wrestling fan? Oh, hundred you know percent. I mean, like, I see what you're saying about Jonu. Grado, I see. You know what I mean? He's intelligent as fuck. Ah, you're getting pulled into a right good. Aye, we get pulled into a right. This is probably the most serious conversation we've ever, ever had in this podcast. Aye, right. Told good. you, mate, he's a brain of Britain. He's got to be the next pre- Prime Minister of the UK. Oh, no chance. The next no President chance. of the UK, and you'll say the next President of the UK. No, but he'll. Small he, hurdles need to get over for that to be true. You know, that, first of all, to, uh, President, but yeah. You'd be a good councillor. Oh, good counsellor. A minute ago, you said president, and now you've demoted me to counsellor. Right. <laughs> I don't ever want to be called anything like that again. So we will need to wind this up, but you were thought, you'll need to come back on because this has been, yeah, yeah. It's been a really good chat. You you were talking about your five-year, ten-year plan and all that. Can you, give us a wee, can you give us a wee sneak peek? What is your five-year, ten-year plan? Yeah, I can tell you some things I'm thinking about for sure. Um, well... I, w- I definitely, obviously, want to be uh, a champion in Ring of Honor. That's something I want to do within kind of one to two years max. I think that's a year. Like I'm look a, a year. I, I'm giving myself to you know between a year and two years to get that done. That's that's what I want to do. In terms of like, I have been missing physical competition, and like I'll, g- I'll give you an example of how my brain works. Like you know, because I'm a pro wrestler, it's like when you're going for these goals, you kind of have to pick the goals that are going to have the biggest impact, mm-hmm. but going to be very efficient with the amount of effort you can put in if it's the thing you're doing on the side to your job. So, for example, I've been, I think it would do more for my career if I was to become like a, the Scottish or British Jiu Jitsu champion than the work I would have to do to become European amateur wrestling champion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, also, there's, less competition at the heavier weights so if i put on like five or ten kilos i think i would have a much better chance of success in one of those divisions in that sport see what i mean rob what i say i've just come away for this even made it inspired now you know i'm sitting here i've not even washed my air pits this morning i've had a i've I've had two terry's chocolate oranges i've done nothing today this guy has made me want to go back to the gym tonight Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a great chat. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Joe, thanks very much again, mate. And uh, I know you'll probably send me a few WhatsApps and I'll ding you, but I will get back to you at one point, mate. All right? Do you promise you won't send me any voice messages telling me that I'm not allowed to send voice messages beyond a certain length again? Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? You were like, oh, mate, sake. You leave me these long messages. They're so long. <laughs> I did hear that. I just know. 
Then finding a voice message that says two minute thirty seven, it instantly angers me. Fair enough. I feel I've abided by that. I feel I've abided by that. Cheers, Joe. You stay safe now, right? right stay, stay safe, safe mate. Right, right. Bye. It's now time for your chance to win a crate of beer 52 in our match of the week. And in these days where it's very hard to come by some beer because there's a killer virus on the loose and, you know, you might think beer isn't a priority, but this is... By the way, Rob. Yeah. I was in a group WhatsApp with my pals and they were all talking about beer 52, by the way, because they're giving it loads of free beer. This beer 52 is getting it. This is good that we are... Proud to have B52 sponsors of the show. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve here. We're ahead yeah. of the curve. I'm going to tell you something. Now, we pick a classic wrestling match to watch every episode, and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Last week, to celebrate The Undertaker's birthday, 70 years old, it was his WrestleMania 9 match against Giant Hon- Hyant Gonzalez. And we asked you to score out of 100. The closest to Rab's answer would win the beer. Rab rated the match as a 37 out of 100. Higher than you might think, because Rab is a firm believer that a special attraction is important on a wrestling card, and Giant Gonzalez is surely a special attraction. And the person with the closest answer is Rob Harvey, Robert Harvey, or Robin Harvey, who got the spot on. Uh, he got a spot on, 37, right. Well done, mate. Did I die? That's a bit well, weird. Well done, Rob Harvey. Right, now it's time for another match. Grado, <clears throat> how do you, what about getting everybody to watch? The WrestleMania 12, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Goldust, back of Brock. Yeah, let's do that. Let's task the listeners with this to watch this week and answer a question from it. It sounds awesome. Right, now let me think what the question could be. What could the question be? Let me think. Um, what would be a good question uh, for them what, to work out? What type of car was Goldust driving? That's perfect. Now let me tell you, that's a great one. In fact, I'm going to go further than that. What was the Reggie play? <laughs> he did that. Can what was that, the eh? Reggie play on the car, the gold dust? What type of car was it and what was the Reggie play? Everybody who gets the right answer will go on to the draw to win a crate of beer 52. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or by replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Winners need to be over 18 and stay in the UK. And you can get free beer for beer 52 as well, just, you know, without even doing any wee daft things or watching anything. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash wrestling we can sort out three beers so you just cover the phone 95 for the postage and as you're a wrestling daft listener we'll give you two extra free beers on your first box so that's a total of 10 that's right 10 you're not mishearing me 10 free beers it's a monthly subscription service for beers so just go to beer52.com slash wrestling for the first case of 10 beers for free Grado it's been another brilliant show thanks so much for for, for being healthy, for being here, I, I can't tell you how much it makes me feel like everything's all right with the world. The fact that I can connect with my friend Grado every week on Wrestling Dark. Okay, I'm up, but see next Andrew week. John, sorry, Andrew John. Ah, uh, fuck, fuck John. Uh, what I'm going to do is next week I'm going to open a bottle of wine. Mate, why don't we? Because you look as if you were enjoying yourself this week. No, I'm saying I was enjoying myself, but. I've got an idea. How about next week? We both just get the fucking drink. Right, right let's do it. We drink through it, right? Let's do it. Next week, let's we do the show. Let's go a bit further here, John. You and all are going to be right, having a you drink. You do it. You'll be having a drink. 
whoever the guest is needs to be having a drink. Right. right. I can, mate, it's got to be Steve Linsky, the referee, and he loves a drink. And I'll, I'm going to tell him right now, that's right. so funny. Right, that's brilliant. Let's also get a member, let's get a listener on today, like a Mark thing or something. Right? We've got a listener on to have a chat with, and they need to have a drink and all. And let's just let's have a drunk episode. Let's have a drunk episode of Wrestling Darkness. We're going to be on next week's episode, but you need. The, the, the plan is we're all going to be drinking, right? Rab, the host, is going to be drinking, and I'm going to be drinking, and the fans are going to be drinking, so you need to be drinking as well. So it's next Wednesday, we'll be recording it, right? right see if you can get back to me, mate. Right, bye. It's a big so, drinking. So there we go, Steve Winsky. I've just sent the message. He's a wrestling referee. He always makes an arse himself when he's drunk. He's got great stories. He's refereed all the world, Qatar, England, Qatar, England, loads of places. Um, so, so we'll be excited to hear his, his stories. Let's get the let's get the drink on the go and let's get through this fucking pandemic. Let's get together. We we together. We we're in a face and a fucking let's be fuck our livers. Let's smash off. But by the way, we will all be able to talk about WrestleMania by then as well. But anyway, you're already up the road. I'm already up the road. And here, by the way, listening this weekend, maybe. You need to get only you need to subscribe to our page. This is the week you need to subscribe to our Patreon because let me tell you something, it's WrestleMania weekend and me and Grado will probably be popping into that Patreon today. Something fun, whether it be you know what there's gonna be something going on. You know why I miss this. You know why I miss this. Get the word out. You want to get subscribed. Our industries have shut down. We fucking need the money. Our industries have shut down. See you Save. next week. It's yourself. Audio Frontier. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.